Off the ball. Paul could have been chucked out the island squad numerous times. Jack supported him. He was incredibly sensitive to anything with Paul. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Hurling on Off the Ball. With Board Gosh Energy. Hurling. It's anyone's game. Now, Anthony Nash is with us. Anthony, good afternoon, good evening to you. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I just had to close the door of the car. I left it open there for a second to leave a bit of, I won't say cold air in. I'm not built for this weather at all, Joe. Aye, your, your colour would suggest otherwise, Anthony. Golf 10, Joe. Golf 10, yeah. Hence, uh, I had a poor round there this morning, but uh, all ready to go now. Come here. Uh, I wanted to ask you about home advantage and the decision of Clare to move the game to Limerick. If they win, this is going to be seen as one of the all-time great moves and uh, they've just won there recently. And also, it kind of it just re- rekindles, not that they needed rekindling, but it, it cements a bond with the supporters, preventing them from having to go the two hours down to Cork. Uh, but if they lose, it'll be like, oh, you know, you're, you're giving home advantage to them. So um, is home advantage the familiarity, in your view, is home advantage the familiarity with the the surrounds or is it actually the number of fans who are going to be there because as a Munster final it should be 50-50 so what's your instinct about this whole story? Uh, I think it's probably joined two counties that would have done it the fact I, I think I said this to you before that um, you know a lot of those clearer lads would have gone to school in Limerick um, especially college in Limerick and would be well used to there so it's not a huge change for the players themselves I'm sure they met as a team and you know made a decision on it together uh, I wasn't expecting it I thought that Cork Limerick voted for Cork I thought Clare might have said Torlis or something like that but to go to the Gaelic grounds is uh, is an interesting one and uh, cute move you know cute Kerry Hoare is what we say down here like, but that's a cute clear move as well like, because are you putting the pressure on the Limerick players I'm sure they're happy to be there obviously like, but it obviously isn't that big a deal for the Clare players if they're um, if they're after deciding to go down there um, just add something else to what potentially is going to be an amazing day especially after the results we all thought to be Tipperary and someone, you know, Tipperary and Clare, but um, but it's it's uh, it's an interesting move with a Clare team and Clare County Board. Yeah. Uh, would you assume that the players were consulted? Is that the type of thing that big time? Yeah, oh, big time. Like, and if they weren't, it's like, of course they were. Like, there's no way Brian Lowen would let that slide across the county board or vice versa. Players rest, and I'm sure it was just a, a thing of yeah, we don't mind where we go. To be honest, as you said, they just won there. Um, they're all used to playing there. You know, it's literally in the road. Um, and I, I definitely think I'd agree with you what you said then. Like, there was, as soon as the most final pairing was up, you could see in Twitter there, you know, the way Twitter, you, like, I don't follow a lot of people from Clare or Limerick or whatever, but, you know, when someone else follows them, it pops up. It's like the drive to Cork is this, that, and the other, and all the traffic and all this. Everyone was giving out. So the fact that the Clare supporters are after getting something closer to home, it's going to make a huge difference to them. So it's definitely going to kind of throw a bond between them and the players, as you said, but... It's going to be a cracking day. Um, you know, the ticket sales have shown that already. Like that. I think they were up within seconds and gone. So um, it's it's going to be a huge day out. Yeah, it's, um, it's turning into a proper brilliant rivalry. And the fact that they'll have played twice last year and twice this year is, is kind of incredible. I'm sweating here, no joke, sorry. Um, when I was growing up, I supported Limerick. So in 94 and 96... I would have followed obviously my uncles to the All Ireland final, um, ninety five and ninety seven. Clare came like so. I think I like you know I've always referred to this before. It didn't matter how good or bad a Clare and Limerick team was, the rivalry was always there, and there was always a tightness between the two teams. And that was epitomised this year with like or last year even in the Munster final, and this year with the the game itself. That like Limerick were the dominant force in Ireland last year, but yet Clare took them to extra time. 
you know, Limerick are the dominant force in Ireland this year and Clare beat them. Like, you know, so there's always something between the two teams that the hatred, you know, or the or the rivalry was always there. And uh, like, you know, I think everyone else bar Limerick supporters last week were hoping that Cork and Tip and Clare went through. Um, you know, so I think the fact that Limerick are through and it's Limerick Clare Munster final is gonna throw a you know, a bit of an extra rivalry into that then the fact that it's such a, you know, a big day itself. Uh, how are Limerick playing? Are they starting to get slightly yeah. back to themselves? Yeah, like I think so. Like we see Tom Morrissey, the fantastic game. I think Gerard Hagerty was like, like, like I kind of said to you there that like form is temporary and class is forever. And you know, Keane's obviously carrying an injury. Like you know, and I think that the longer he's in the championship and being minded, you know, the better he'll get. Like um, I think that uh, you know, the one thing I've I've noticed from John Coyley is he's. He's starting to spring backs from the bench, you know, uh, bring on um, English, you know, uh, a lot more than he would have before. So energy-wise from the back line. So he's still using his panel, but look, the longer you leave Limerick in the championship, I think the more that you're going to get, you know, scared. I, I referred to you last week that, or the last week that, you know, they're one game away from scaring the shit out of the country. Like, I wouldn't say the Cork one was that, but I still think that there's that fear in every team. Um, and it's a free shot. You know, both Clare and Limerick have a free shot now. You know, it's it, it's a monster medal, of course, and that means a lot to people. Um, but it's a free shot because you're still there. The only thing about the free shot is if you're Clare, you probably feel the ghosts of last year where, you know, it, it was such an incredible game. Tony Kelly's equaliser, they eventually lose in the circumstances they lose. They gather themselves, put in an okay performance against the Wexford team who weren't great and then just get blown out by... Kilkenny where it didn't feel like they did justice to themselves after this um, now it's not a million miles away from the 95 team I think we're beating out the gate in the 93 the final 94 final get better 95 final eventually in Munster win it so you hope there's a progression with the group that even if they do lose it they'll be able to be okay afterwards but I'd say they still feel a little bit like they kind of need to win this if they're going to be in the All-Ireland semi-final feeling comfortable about life is Murphy's law anything that can go wrong will go wrong so I think after last year's final I think John Conlon was probably John Conlon and Tony Kelly were probably the two lads that you said were the last two people they wanted to lose off the team John Conlon was off the team and Mikey Butler man marked Tony Kelly over the game against Kilkenny so I think that they'll learn from that you know I, even if Limerick do turn them over and they do win obviously it's not something that Clare want I don't think they'll have the same and I wouldn't say drop off because like to be fair like you know, I've suffered with back injuries and I looked down at Crow Park, I was doing co-commentary and I just looked at John Connor and I went, Jesus Christ, I think they sent him out to do a bit of a jog. And I was like, there's no way this guy is playing like he's had back spasms. So I think that, you know, they'll learn from that. They've had experience at Crow Park and a, and a failure. So, um, and I think Brian Lowen, as well as the players, will look at that. So, look, it, come here, like, it's Clare and Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. They're after agreeing to go there. I don't think you could up the rivalry anymore. And I think that's all they'll be focused on. And if they lose, they'll go again. You know, they'll look and see what can we do to improve. Um, but neither team will be looking past it. And I think this is the one shot at Limerick, like, you know, like as in for Limerick that they say, teams are writing us off. Let's go out and throw the shackles off. Let's see where it takes us. And they'll they'll use this as well. You know, if Limerick go to the next day and put in performance, again, like I said to you, the rest of the country is looking at it. And like, I haven't seen enough from Leinster at the moment, you know, um, including Kilkenny to say that, you know, someone's going to stand up to them. Well, I did want to, you know, I think around about this time last year, we were starting to have conversations about maybe these are the two best teams in the country and maybe there's going to be a trilogy. 
And in fairness, Kilkenny stopped that from happening. But mm. like, if it had, if if Clare had performed to the level we thought they were capable of, maybe they might have beaten Kilkenny. You know, and I, I realise it's a completely yeah. hypothetical situation, but um, you wouldn't really be shocked if we were to fast forward five weeks and be like previewing the All Ireland final. Oh, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. A trilogy between these two yeah. teams. But poor Clare, yeah. they've beaten Limerick twice, and here they are. They've got to beat them a third time. They, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think like and, and like look Galway or Galway on a day they can beat anyone. I've always said that before. The, there was all the similarities before between our team that I played with and Galway. There was you know which Galway are going to turn up. Like I still I'm going to predict them a monster winner, which is probably an easy prediction. And people listening in are going to go, "Oh, you you know you really put your neck out there for that one." Like you know, but I just I just think especially the way that last weekend went and with the injuries kicking, you're no facing like you know like if Adrian Mullen is out for a long time, whatever, but. Like, oh, look, I still have Limerick as favourites. They are as second favourites and then tipping Kilkenny for me because I just thought Galway against Dublin the last day and well, like, with all due respects to both counties who might be listening in going, feck you, but they just haven't shown enough to the public to kind of say, look, we're all Ireland title contenders, you know what I mean? Um, so, like, they're the top four for me. Um, you know, Tipperary will be gutted, but, you know, they should be in the Munster final. Like, there's no point saying otherwise. All they had to do was go against the water team that's already out and lose by less than five points. So I'm sure Liam Cahill is sitting down going, Jesus Christ, lads, we had an opportunity. But um, still contenders, you know, on the day, having drawn with Limerick. But for me, it's still Limerick. Yeah. Uh, briefly on the, the Galway situation. So they were abysmal for 45 minutes or else Dublin are way better than we yeah. think. And like Michael Dunhu, yeah. very, very smart manager. So you wouldn't be surprised if yeah. they are making progress. But then... Goway were great for 20 minutes like I absolutely rapacious really like starving and ball sticking and you're kind of going well how, how do you go from Jekyll to Hyde so quickly yeah like for me the big thing was that you've two great managers I think we're giving them the benefit of the joke. for me I am anyway because in fairness I don't know who like what he's done with Galway and even though he comes across and everything like that and then obviously Sheffield is as good as he is so I'm giving both counties the benefit of the doubt but like I still wonder how good both teams are um, still for me the Kingpins and Leinster or Kilkenny and you know I know that might be overturned and might lose but like if you're looking at last year's campaign and you're looking at this year then Kilkenny still are the Kingpins and Leinster um, and then Galway 2 Dublin 3 but maybe I'm wronging Dublin with Lima or with, with I don't know who like you know but it's I don't know and, and do you know what I got tricked into this last year and I'm probably getting tricked into it again where I thought the excitement the Munster really separated the teams and then you just say Kilkenny turned Clare over um, and maybe I'm being a monster snob down here by saying that but I just still think that the life the excitement the hurling the ability that I just still think that it's going to be a monster winner somehow and again like I said a while ago it's Limerick followed by Clare and then after that As a manager how pissed off would you be with the fact that your team is capable of putting in that 10-15 minute burst to rescue a game and a situation but that you were like double digit points down uh, in a game where you're massive favourites for like or, or maybe they're doing something else maybe they're periodising for a Leinster final they knew they were getting into anyway that we're unaware of and so he's actually okay with it but gives them good ammunition to go in and put a rocket up their holes yeah I think it's going to be like the positive is that you have a video analysis session that can go this is how good we are and we do this and this is how poor we are and we do this I thought for me it was the delivery into the forward thing Jesus Christ, Connor Whelan was the most frustrated man in Crow Park. Like, you know, he was standing inside waiting for deliveries and either the shot was going wide or the delivery was poor. And I'm kind of going like, when you have an athlete like that and a forward like that, oh, Dublin had an extra man back, I get that. But, 
you know, he just kept fouling fellas in because he was so frustrated. And I'm kind of going, give him the chance, give him a 50 50 ball and see what he does. Because to be fair to Connor Whelan, when there's, even if it's one and three against him, he's down low on his haunches and he's fighting for that ball. And, you know, I think a lot of the older fellas or the better fellas, you know, even the likes of, you know, Connor Cooney, like without Joe Cooney shooting in the first half, Galway were home and hose, or Dublin were home and hose. Like, I thought Joseph Cooney in the middle of the field was. Well, I think he's actually, whatever player Henry Shefflin's after taking over and pushing on, it's definitely him. I think he's become one of the best hurlers in the country. And then, like, you know, the one thing that surprised me to start of this year, and it surprised me, was that Dahi Burke went from fullback to centre back and Gerard McInerney went the opposite way. Um, and then when Dahi Burke came into the game, I was kind of going, oh, that's why he did it. You know, obviously the goal was the massive one and everything like that. And he was, you know, go forward. He was going forward more, but. I think Henry's going to sit back and go, look, we've done okay. We've got to list the final. This is what we've always wanted. Um, and let's push on from here. And again, look, there'll be at least another series. You know, but look, he'll want to win it, obviously. But uh, I just think that there's a lot more improvement in Galway. Like, you know, I think that their, their plate, the forward, it wasn't very similar to what Sheffield wants. He was pulling his hair out in the sideline if the delivery's in it. So. Yeah, okay. We obviously have plenty of time to talk about that, uh, that final and the aftermath of it as well not much more time for us to talk about Cork because they're gone so what's, yeah. what's the what happened um, okay strangely enough as a Cork person who's just been knocked out of Munster I think it was a positive season so as a Cork supporter you can't go along the street and meet a fellow from Cork and go you really didn't give it a go anyway did you you can't say that like, they fought they, you know whatever they're obviously we're obviously lacking a player or two somewhere if they, you know you're hoping that fellas that are younger will get older and get more mature you're hoping that the older fellas who Three standout performances for me with Shemi Harney, Demi Callan, and Patrick Horgan, you know, um, the three senior statements. And I'm Hoggy's Hoggy, you know, I think he put the, the ghost of last year to bed. Um, and I won't go into it now because I got slated, I think, on off the ball actually by a certain certain person. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll stay away from why he wasn't playing last year. But like Hoggy is still the best forward in Cork. Um, oh, we just lost you there. We're getting to the good bits here, the juicy bits. And the line has gone down. We will get that back. A reminder that all of our hurling on Off the Ball is brought to you uh, in association with Senior Hurling Championship sponsors, Borgosh Energy. Uh, hurling is anyone's game and we've teamed up with them to uncover stories highlighting the positive impact that hurling has on people's lives. For full competition details, visit borgoshenergy.ie forward slash BGE GAA. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Anthony in a moment. Hurling on Off the Ball with Borgosh Energy. Hurling, it's anyone's game. Okay, we're back. Uh, your iPhone overheated there. Can't can't trust the technology these days. A very Irish problem, Jer, as you know yourself. The iPhone overheated, <laughs> so I'm after moving the car to go into the shade. Like, not that I ever thought that that would be an issue here. Not complaining, but uh, yeah. What's, Jesus Christ! What's rare is wonderful. Um, we were talking about Cork just before we get into it, right? Yeah. Like the, I do think summer hurling. When like, I think hurling is a summer sport, really. Uh. And I think it's a different game slightly. Um, and I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed that just as the weather gets good, we're not going to see some of these teams, particularly, especially this year, Cork. It just doesn't, anyway, It's a, the structures are what they are and we're not going to fix them now, but I just think it's worth noting. Yeah, like, do you know what? I think it was a Brian Carroll came out and said, cue the, the Munster faithful that want every Munster team in the championship, but like, I get what he's saying. I do, and I'm not disagreeing with him, but I also look and I kind of say, you know, at the moment, the Munster teams are stronger, and that's all I'm saying at the moment, than, you know, 
Cork lost to Clare by a point. Cork lost to Limerick by a point. Cork drew to Tipperary and drove to the championship. And look, it's it's just the way it is. It's you know we all voted for the you know like I'm still a believer in the split season. Is there any perfect solution? I I genuinely don't know. But for a Cork player like you're going to see an awful lot of Cork players feck off to America now for the next couple of months and do their bits and pieces and you know come back and play club hurling and stuff. But you know, or do their holidays, and it's just a shame. Look, I'm obviously going to say it being for Cork, like, but like a bit of luck or a different break the last day, and they'd still be in the championship. Um, but then, as someone else put up, like Cork lost twice in championship, you deserve to go if you lose twice in championship as well. So there's no perfect solution. Um, but look, I think Cork season, even though they didn't get out of one start, I think Pat has improved the team. I think every Cork supporter has gone away with a kind of a disappointment throughout so early. Positivity, looking forward to next year. Um, and no one can give out what's Cork players. It feels, it does feel more like the there's a start of a process here where they have numerous different ways of playing, and they're playing to their strengths and they're adapting in game to problems that they're uh, coming up with, and they're not flaky anymore the way they have been flaky in big games in recent years. Thanks, sure. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get you. Now we've always been we've always been perceived as inconsistency and. In, the flake, as you said, and stuff like that. And I thought this year in every game. And I think, ironically, the one game they'd be disappointed about was probably the, the Tipperary game, which they drew. You know, I thought against Clare and Limerick, they, they gave it their all. But I think it's Tipperary. When you score four goals, you're only drawing a game. There's obviously something else wrong. And for me, it was just they were just out hurled in the middle third. And they're all learnings. And that's a very good management team there. Um, you know, and I think they'll sit back and they'll have a review and see what they need to change. There will be changes next year. Um, I don't think any of those three senior players I referred to earlier will go or should go. And I think of all the people in Cork that gets the worst abuse is Damien Callan. And I thought a season this year was fantastic. And I think I, I think I said this to you last time was they found a full back line in Sean, Niall and Damien, bar and injury and stuff like that. But you still also want, you know, younger players to come in and push them to improve them again. Um and I'm sure Pat and his manager team will look at that. But as a Cork person, as Cork supporters, they gave it their all, they gave it their best. They like if you said two one point losses, a draw and a win. You know, it's 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 not a disaster, like right? no, and it's two one point losses to the two best teams in the country, as as it feels yeah. like at the moment. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, like uh, I'm I'm not from Cork, and uh, I'm not a monster hurling, uh, whatever. And I do think the system is unfair, and I think there has to be a, a, just a, at least a conversation about like everybody's given out about the football championship, but actually what we're going to get is the best teams in the knockout mm. games for the quarterfinals, mm. semifinals, and finals, and yeah probably a world in which you stop giving the champions a straight bye through to the semi-finals and that fixes a lot of stuff but um, anyway we, we have the whole off season to worry about that yeah uh, but anything uh, on Waterford and, and Davy this week like is that a recovery is that enough green shoots to think he needs another season or does everybody need to go away and just think openly and honestly and have those conversations about what's going on I'd be very surprised if he's not there next year after that um, you know I think that like there's talks there's a good few of those lads going to Australia I don't know how true it is now and how many are going and stuff like that but like I'm always saying this and then people are listening and go well hold on a second players can't have power you sit down as a player in group and say are you happy with what you have because there's no point in saying that they're not and there's no point in not including them because if they're not happy with Davy and his management team they're going to feck off on holidays and do their thing anyway so you're losing a good team in Waterford I'll reiterate, this is the golden area of Waterford hurling since the Shanahan, since the Milan, since this. So you need to maximise what you got. There's only one 
group that are going to decide this and it's not the supporters and it's not the county board it's the playing staff and the management if they're happy in together and if they're willing to pull together and give it a go next year well then you go again if you're not then something needs to change um, and again obviously you and I are, are not privy to what's going on down there but to me I'd sit down with the players and say were you happy uh, and if not then Davy needs to go and if they were happy then Davy will say and that's what was going to happen for me like because you know again it's just they're under pressure because this group is is coming to an age where you can just see it passing by uh, and having no success or you can see them just exploding some year like would you be surprised if Waterford done our final next year I wouldn't you know they, they have that talent they've always had that talent and I've worked first hand with two or three of them like and they're very good players and very good lads but they're just underachieving for what they have and I think look Ken McGrath has spoken out about that enough um, so the big thing for me are the players happy with Dave and his management team if they are drive on give it a go you know uh, and if not then can change it up like and there's only so much and I know supporters are frustrated I'm not I'm not saying they're not but like it's what goes on behind the camp and if the players are willing to back him then drive on yeah because if they weren't happy you feel like they would have got blitzed by a Tipperary team who had much more on the yeah. line and that didn't happen like yeah. unless unless they got together separately and you know again but the county board would need to be on top of that quickly and find that out yeah. so that all the all the chatter and all the conversation dies and Davies at the water for championship matches looking for talent and all that kind of stuff just happens seamlessly or there's a long rolling summer where you know uh, knives get sharpened and it's and it's uh, another another fallout and a new management team is hastily put together like it's not a straightforward thing is it? No I mean United fan um, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a perfect example of that what are you smiling at? Yeah. Best of luck with that <laughs> Thanks a million. Uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was a part of that where you kind of see player power maybe coming in too much or, you know, even before that, uh, Ralph Ranić maybe. So you have to strike a balance where the county board say what's best for you and what's best whatever. But at the end of the day, like you've, uh, you have a playing and management staff of 50 people uh, approximately and into county level. Like, and, you know, if they're all happy, well, then they're going to give it their all. That's all you ever ask. You know, the tactics this year were a little bit strange, but... You know, Bard are shooting against Limerick. They, they could have been one for one after the Limerick game and kicking on, you know. And I know if your aunt had your, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, like, and then they beat Tipperary. So, are they miles off it? No. no. Listen, nobody in Munster is miles off it. <laughs> I think that's what you and I are agreeing on here. Munster is just a minefield. And that's the one thing about Cork. There's no God given right next year that we come back and we're up in the top echelon just because we've achieved what we've achieved this year neither do Limerick or Clare having a you know a God given right either so um, but I, I what I see happening is Davy stays there the players if the players want him if the players don't want him well then I can see the county board stepping in okay um, we might talk next time about how the rest of the world is adapting to what Limerick are doing in terms of their the, the, mm. the Paul Canerk mm. of the whole thing um, we might yeah. just have a think about that because I wouldn't mind getting your thoughts on we've got a full body of evidence now from this Munster Championship where teams are much closer yeah. to Limerick than we thought they were going to be and yeah. they are now beatable um, is that because they've caught up on, on what Canark is doing is that because they've found ways to counteract it or were Limerick just a little bit off so that's our homework for the next week I think Great stuff thanks I'm normally giving it out as a teacher but the fact that I'm on summer holidays or I suppose I better do it with myself There you go and is today the first day <laughs> first official day 
official day. I like the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, today is the first official day. Yeah. Well, I, I wish you a, a long, hot summer. Anthony, great to have you with yeah, I'll us. I'll be up beside you. I'll be up beside you soon enough, sure. Nice Fair play, yeah. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Cheers. Thanks. Hurling on Off the Ball with Board Gosh Energy. Hurling. It's anyone's game.